Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday. Excuse my voice. If you were tuned into the cutting room floor, I am Lavar. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. I sound a lot better than you do, though. I know. I know. Obviously, it's you know what. No matter where I've been this week, it seems that the week that I get sick, it looks like everybody else has gotten sick. And there's something going around. I think it's because of the changing, ever-changing weather, especially here in the Midwest. We've gone and seen 60-degree temps to 30-degree temps, and now we're going back up to 60 around this weekend, and it's just uh, it's something. So uh, so for all of you who are pretty much sitting in the same boat that I am right now, <laughs> I hope you feel better soon, and I hope you will forgive my voice, and hopefully I can go through this without hacking up a lung. But um, just a reminder that you can catch – Everything uh, in regards to our show, show links, and things that are going on on our Twitter page at uh, News Comet BTR. And then also you can catch us powered by Wix.com on our official fan page at News Comet BTR.Wix.com forward slash fan page. Or you can catch Mary on Twitter whenever she's there over at. <laughs> I'm a Twitter stalker. <laughs> you can catch her over at Blue Eyes Mama, by the way. But uh, actually, uh, this week's uh, retro video actually is a Christmas theme one. So if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I can honestly say I've seen quite a few of them, and I can empathize with all of you. So you have to see the video in order to know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> that's tease. That that's what gets people over there. Yes. Now, normally I do not put it as to where we do too many serious stories, but none perhaps I have heard about more so often, especially in the last week, and that is behind this whole Kevin Clash, Sesame Street, Elmo situation, and the situation in which um, if you are just catching up to speed on this, allegedly there were allegations of him having sex with an underage boy, and he settled that case. Um, and then a week after Kevin Clash formally left Sesame Street, uh, another accuser has now come forward, and uh, there was recently a third uh, uh, lawsuit that has now come forth. But the question that reigns from this. It's not about him now, because now that he is gone, Sesame Street continues on. The institution's been around for over 40 years, but it centers on that of his character, Elmo. Now, brief history lesson, a lot of you might, might have thought Elmo's brand new came along in the 90s. No, Elmo actually, the Elmo character debuted on Sesame Street in 1979, 10 years after the show premiered. And a lot of people are now saying that because of all of the current 
issues. And because of the, I guess, um, you know, when you think Kevin Clash, you think elbow. When you think elbow, you think Kevin Clash. And so now a lot of parents are thinking that maybe it is time to retire the elbow character from Sesame Street. Now, you are a parent, but your mm-hmm. child is a little older now out of the Sesame Street um, era. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking that we should probably do with the elbow character this uh, way? Do you think that it should be getting rid of, or should it be kept? I think it should be kept, but I think Elmo should grow up. Seriously, I mean, they changed Snuffleupagus, so why can't they change Elmo? He needs to grow up. He's a monster. Have him grow up. That way you have a different voice on him. Make him go through puberty. Kids always ask about that. They don't know what it is, but they ask about it. Make him go through that. You know, there's got to be something that they can do to keep Elmo there and disassociate him with the voice that he had for the last, what, 10, 15 years. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, you... Elmo's been around for a long time. That's like saying, you know, the guy that puppets Big Bird. I'm sorry, I didn't know Kevin Clash was the voice of Elmo until this came out. There's a great documentary on Kevin Clash that actually had aired a while back. Uh, it talks about the whole career, how he started to become a puppeteer, you know, met uh, Jim Henson late in his life and a lot of other different things. But uh, I knew that, but it it's a great story, sadly, now that we've got all this kind of going. Actually, here's the weird thing. Before we kind of go into that more, there's actually a caller um, online. Maybe they want to talk about this right off the bat, too. So I'm going to bring them up. Caller, are you there? Hello? Hello? Well, maybe you're shy. We'll put him back at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you but, for calling um, in. I know. Well, thanks for listening in. But, yeah, I think it's one of those things where you keep the character. I, I think that kids are not going to be knowing all of this. Um, hopefully, sadly, I'm naive. I hope that a lot of parents don't bring this around to those school-age kids who don't know about that, but I think the character should stay. There are a lot of people who controversially think that it should go. But I, it was like, but if that is to be, then, you know, if somebody else did something, you know, or the other characters, I can understand if it was a human character and, like, it was just, I, I don't know. I'm a little, um, puppets are easily replaced with voices. Yeah, and it's I was like people know once they do something. Then, I mean, yeah, there's another yeah. person out there that could probably do Elmo's voice. They do have people that are actually lined up for these people uh, backups because you know it's just like with cartoon characters. You have to have that backup voice to prevent that something ever forbid happens to the original voice. You just can't keep them on there like that. But yes, they oh yeah, have. or sickness or any of those things. Yeah, so. I don't know. So I, I think I was, I'm shocked we're in agreement on that, that it actually should be kept. <laughs> yeah, make him grow up. Make Elmo grow up. There you go. Done. Now no. Elmo's got cracking voice and learning to deal with monster chest hair. Yeah. You know, that's almost like a little disturbing to see a grown-up Elmo. That's kind of like what they did with Rugrats when they tried to make them grown up. I think it freaked mm-hmm. me out a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, but... That's a good way of getting rid of him without getting rid of him. 
I don't know. I can't see the whole thing of a grown-up tickle me Elmo. I think at that point, then I get to I get a little creepy at that point. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that one there. I have an interesting thing for you. Who has a better life, you or a porn star? Are you really asking me that? Because my my first answer is a porn star. <laughs> I wish I could be a porn star. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, very. Interesting I don't risk thing. that, but I would do it for a day. <laughs> would you now? I probably would. Yeah, definitely. It would be fun to be in the life of a porn star. I think so. Interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, I w- that's well, no different than some of these weird online places that people try to meet and say, "Hey, show me your boobs." <laughs> I'd just be getting paid for it then. <laughs> Well, anyway, regarding along to that, there's actually an interesting study out now that female porn stars have higher self-esteem and a more positive outlook on life than most women. This, according to a recent study by the Journal for Sex Research, apparently having sex on film for a living is a lot more fun than it looks. Now, porn actresses, the damaged goods hypothesis, polled 177 female porn stars aged 18 to 50 in a group of women the same age who were not in the adult industry. Now, researchers asked for information on sexual behavior, quality of life, self-esteem, and drug use. Now, the title of the study comes from the assumption that female porn stars in particular are, quote, damaged individuals and victims of childhood sex abuse. But the results show that there is no difference in the uh, incidence of childhood sex abuse between the two groups. Um, Also, it talked about deconstruction of the powerful stereotype uh, of, you know, porn stars being from abusive homes so on and so forth, and actually found that the actresses were more likely to identify uh, <laughs> as bisexual, surprise, surprise, and were more likely to have become sexually active at a younger age. One stereotype uh, that those in the adult industry are more, more likely to use drugs held true. Now, 77% of the porn actresses said they had a good sex life compared to 33% in the non-porn actress group. Now, granted, the porn stars had plenty of opportunity to get it right through a smorgasbord of sexual partners, many more than reported by the control group. But overall, it reported a better quality of life due to better sex, more sleep, and more energy than the control group. You saw this study, your first... (laughs) Did that hold true? Are we actually thinking now that this is actually true? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Listen, okay, these women have sex for a living. So, I'm sorry, no offense to anyone that's in the porn industry, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's not like they're having sex 24-7. Right? I'm thinking they're like actors and actresses where they have specifics at times, they have specific times that they're filming, and it's only for a certain amount of time during the day or week or month. So they've got a lot of downtime that I don't have. I work 40 hours a week. On top of that, I have a small child. On top of that, I have. On top of that, I have. On top of that, you know, I'm saying I can outline exactly what's going on. Am I sleep deprived? Absolutely. And I work my fingers to the bone, and I'm not happy. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like my job. I love my job. But is that my dream job? Did I grow up saying I want to be doing what I'm doing right now? No. You know, I wanted to be an actor or an actress because I wanted their extra life, not the what they did on film, but all that free time. All that vacation time, all that stuff. And granted, I'm sure they're very busy in their free time, but they have more of it. And then on top of that, 
sex is actually very healthy for you. It helps with your endorphins and all that other stuff. We already know that from all the other studies that are out there. So, <laughs> all, yeah. All the other all the other studies we pre- we presented to <laughs> about the way that we had to talk I wasn't going to gonna say that. <laughs> yes, it's a public service. You're welcome, America. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I agree with it 100%. Yeah, if I could like I said, a week. I would do it for a week. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to try to make a couple of calls. Um <laughs> <laughs> My parents would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what the funny thing is, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about this too long. But out of you know the people that I've interviewed on this show and who have come through this show, there are some that actually have parents who work alongside their child in that industry. They work there either their uh, you know uh, public relations or they work another way. And actually, the most uh, well known I can't remember the gentleman's name now. I think it was Seymour uh, Butts who actually was the subject of his own reality show on Showtime, his parents, not his parents, but his mom and his uncle worked in the business with him. So, I mean, you'd be surprised sometimes that the majority of people who actually are still close to their parents and, I guess, you know, who work alongside them in that, but totally nothing with what we just talked about, but um, actually an interesting study. But uh, one other thing that I want to uh, talk about here that we found this week, it came interesting from the red eye here out of Chicago, and it was, I think, something that all of us have dealt with before. How to date someone without being a jerk. And the question that was raised to their advice columnist was that uh, it was a guy who said he'd been dating a girl for about six months now. We don't see each other often, but even so, it's become obvious to me that we're not compatible. I don't think she'll be torn up about this on anything, but how can I break up with her in a way that lets her down gently? Any tips? And this article kind of goes on to give some of these tips. And I, I don't know. I read this. And now, I've gone through breakups before. The three tips that they gave in this, one was to do it in person. Now, of course, which I agree with, do it in person. Don't ever dump someone over text or email. And it says be a grown-up. Just because of the convenience of technology, it doesn't excuse us from being decent human beings. The other one was do it at their place. Now, they said that this is courteous for a few reasons. One, it's a safe place where they feel comfortable. Two, it saves them the horrible experience of crying on the bus. Three, it frees <laughs> you to leave should things get out of hand, which is much less awkward than trying to forcibly remove someone from your own space. Now, they talked about the neutral scene, um, and they kind of don't agree with that. But then the other one was like, make sure it's about you and your needs. It says, because breakups are emotionally charged, if things get heated, it can be challenging to not tell them how pathetic it was when they ate croutons for dinner and <laughs> how they snore <laughs> like an epileptic lawnmower. But you read this one. Now, everyone goes through a breakup at one point or another. You saw this. Do you agree with said author on this one about the tips of break? I, I, I have a tough issue with trying to do this at their place because I, I see something going wrong. Because if they're mad at that point, they know where the uh, – the baking pen is weapons at. They know, where, they know where all the weapons are at that place. And if you're trying to get out of there, my thing is uh, you're on a bad ground. And who knows, too? Like I said, the weapons are there. That's their home turf, you know? <laughs> I agree with you in a way. I think I don't agree with doing it at their place because then it, that also <laughs> – Coming from, most of the time, it's the guys breaking up with girls. I will say that. 
I'm not saying that it doesn't happen the other way around. I'm just saying that a majority of the time the guys realize it long before the girls do. Um, with that being said, if you're at the girls' place or the guys' place or whatever and you break up with them at that place, that place tends to also hold on to that memory of that mishap. Um and then it becomes uncomfortable. So I don't know if they're comfortable being them being comfortable on their own home turf uh, is a good place to do it. Uh, that and on top of that, if you're coming over to my place to break up with me because I'm comfortable in this space, I'm probably not listening to you 100%. No, no. I'm not completely into you right now because I'm picking up my things or I'm washing my dishes or I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing, you know. And listening to you at the same time. Now, have you ever, I I doubt that's happened to you, but has anyone ever broken up with you or have you ever broken up with somebody by text or email? Mm. (laughs) No. (laughs) I I mean, no, because I haven't really. <laughs> All right, let's, let's start this. Long over. silence there. I've never really dated anybody with text and email available. You know, I'm just you started. So. Just made you sad. I know. That's why I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. No. Um, I wasn't got a DOS disk. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I've been to pulled off it. by text or email. Does that count? I think it is. Text and email. I'm sorry. That's just a, does that. Yeah, I don't know. No. I agree with that 100%. Do not do that. Grow up. Grow a pair. If you're really going to break up, unless this is one of those things where she's psycho or he's psycho, and it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're, like, completely insane and you don't want to be anywhere near this person, See, that's all, that's okay. That's all the reason why I say neutral ground, so that there are witnesses present. <laughs> There's no right. way I would want to come to that's your That's why I'm saying we can, we can tweak the, instead of doing it at their place, doing it someplace near their place. Mm-hmm. That's still public. Like they may have a favorite restaurant, or not even a favorite restaurant, but like I like coming here. You know, when I'm sick, that would be a good place to go because they've already got the bad juju about being sick, but they have the comfort of that location. But it's still public. Yeah. That would be better. I got you. And who rides the bus crying? You know, you would be really? surprised. <laughs> you would be shocked. I remember. Um, one time, I think there was, you, you know you see those scenes late at night, somebody on a bus, and they're crying about something. Either they're yelling on the phone at somebody, or they're crying about something after they get off the phone. And I've sat, being in a little large city, a lot of times I've seen people, you know, have their arguments with their significant other on the phone, and then, you know, afterwards, they're either swearing up a storm, angry and upset, or to the point of tears, or is something else that's going on. But, yes, I mean, it can happen. There is a possibility. The possibility is there. Okay, I'll give you that. But I still think that's kind of ridiculous, too. Girl, pair, they broke up with you. Okay, move on to the next person. You know, I do feel bad because I remember years ago, and I, I remember <laughs> seeing it. It wasn't on a bus, but it was actually, uh, I was living in an apartment, and I was getting onto the elevator, and a young lady just came down the hallway, and I'm pretty sure it was from her boyfriend. It was she got on the elevator, and I, it's something about you women when you cry. And I, I don't want to. I, I don't see guys doing it. Maybe there's a few guys that do it. But you know the thing when you start fanning yourself, and you have that <laughs> that red eye. In your mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like she started doing that. She was like trying to hold it back, and she's like fanning herself, fanning herself. And I was like, I know it's not hot on the elevator. It was like December. <laughs> and um, 
and I knew something went wrong because you usually heard arguing from down that way, and you heard fighting, and, and then she got on and she was like upset, and I didn't want to like you know, I guess uh, impose myself in on something wrong, but I was figuring if there was something wrong or if there was something seriously wrong, she'd say something, but I knew it was probably a fight, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know, I don't know how you handle that. It's you know, you don't want to put your business all in there, but uh, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. When they're fanning themselves, when yeah, I'm yeah, like fanning yeah. myself, it's because it, I don't want to cry. It's like that. So like distract that me. Yeah, it's like a giveaway. It's like I know when someone's about to cry, every TV show, every reality show, they start that little fanning, and then they start sniffing, then the eyes get really red, and if they can well, hold it back. back. It's like, like it's like it's going to like hold it back. <laughs> no, we're not. Women are not made to hold back. Okay, PSA for women out there, cry. Wail. I'm serious. Because you know what? Five bucks, I would I would bet money. I would bet $100 right now that if she came out of that elevator wailing, you would get either off the elevator or you would be backed into a corner like letting her go. You remember that, you remember that Family Guy episode and they were all sitting in the bar and Joe started crying? And, 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 and Quagmire didn't know what to do, and they all kind of like sk- slide under the table and slide out the window. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> like look, look at the time, i got to go. <laughs> look at the time, I've got to get going. Yeah. Oh, look, the elevator stopped on this next no, I would I would not do that. I would actually stop and see what was wrong. I'm not cold like that. I would actually stop. No, I didn't say you were cold. I'm just saying at one point or another, you'd be trying to plan your escape route. Like, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Looking around for, <laughs> for hopefully somebody to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next one. Oh, yes. And as we are a few weeks away going on from that story, we're a few weeks away from Christmas, and it is the season of giving. And if your list includes gifts for other people's kids, you have a chance to not only spread a little cheer, but also to get back at their parents for all the things they did to you. When you were both kids, and it was an interesting article uh, from the Huffington Post this week um, that talked about uh, looking to extract some revenge on unsuspecting and possibly uh, an undeserving friend or relative that has kids. And it was also some good tips as to what not to give as well, because we know it gets a little tough. When you have a friend that has kids, the first thing you want to do is you think about that nice loud toy and you give it to him and your friend pretty much uh, sends you that nice little text picture with their middle finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but if or if you're lucky off, enough to see them in person, you can get it all all in person. Pretty much. And I've got a funny story about that coming up. But uh, it said that you anything too controversial, uh, gifts that are too sexy, too violent, or too connected with shame celebrities, <laughs> uh, musical instruments. It says unless the child on your list is an accomplished musician, Instruments are a surefire way to give their parents a splitting headache. Uh, batteries required. Toys that require a ton of batteries and pretty much suck up battery life quickly. <laughs> Messy toys, giant tubes of bubbles, finger paints, buckets of slime, or any other gooey gift ideas. It'll make for a lot of extra fun as you watch moms and dads have a heart attack trying to figure out how to gracefully get them home without spilling everywhere. And it says, one that can put an eye out. Yes, we all remember Christmas story. It says, go ahead, get a BB gun for the little Ralphie on your list. uh, The ultimate no-no, it says, uh, definitely is that uh, if you really want to mess with the parents, 
cost them a ton of money and cancel even the slightest possibility they can take the gift back. It says give the kid a new pet. <laughs> Just make sure the pet is sweet and cuddly. And give it to them right in front of a whole room full of people. <laughs> Their parents will look heartless if they take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I laughed a lot at that list. I was I was like, ooh. It's now, great. you are the parent of a young lady. If <laughs> Do you every year around this time go out and actually forewarn people about what not to give, or are you actually um, open to gifts? I am one of those people that come prepared with a list. If you don't get something that's on this list, it will get returned kind of thing. So it's not a don't get me anything, because my do- I'm lucky and unlucky in a way. I got both sides of this coin. Um, my my daughter is very specific about what she wants, and she's very one-sided. If she doesn't want it, she doesn't want it. It doesn't matter if it's cool, she doesn't want it. So so if if the Tickle Me Elmo is in, if she didn't want it, I don't care if Tickle Me Elmo is the coolest thing on the planet and it and it sings and dances and talks. I didn't want it. So I come prepared with a list. I'm one of those people. But then I also have one of those children. So. Good for you. <laughs> like I said, it's a double-edged sword. I know that. It's, it's very, it's, I know very well. But I lucked out in a way, too. Well... We've got a few minutes left, and I wanted to, last week I talked about our end-of-the-year show. We're about five weeks before the end of the year and our end-of-the-year show. And over the next few weeks, we're going to unveil the five categories that we're going to have during that show. And we'll kind of, like, discuss maybe some possibilities. We're not going to be giving away right now what we think are the winners. But uh, um, pretty much uh, from now until pretty much the run-up of the actual date, which is December 28th, I think, is our year-end show as of right now. Uh, but it's pretty much going to run the same as it has the last couple of years. Now, it's hard to believe we're now going to have our third year-end show. Second for me, for Mary and I, but third year-end show, which um, mm-hmm. time really... Yeah, didn't we just do this? I thought we did. <laughs> but uh, today I'm going to unveil a couple of the categories, and it has to do with people of the year. And uh, first two are celebrity year and person of the year. Now, this award could be the same person for both. It could be a celeb in one and um, another person in the other. Or, hey, it could be a group of people, collective people. Or it could be um, something in particular. New kids on the block. <laughs> if, that's who she wants to put, if that's who she wants to put as celeb of the year or person of the year, it will be so. So we're going to start to ask all of you on Twitter or on our Facebook page for your suggestions as to who you think should be considered or who you think should win. And, of yes, course, on please. the year in show, we will start to share some of your ideas, but uh, more importantly, we will have ours. Now, do the people actually win an award? I don't know. If they happen to listen and they actually want one, then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll print out something for them. I'll give them something. <laughs> but... Um, but, no, it's uh, going to be very interesting. And right now, as it stands, we'll have five different categories, and we'll talk about each for a little bit. And We might add more as the weeks go on, but we'll definitely let you know. But uh, our year-end show is coming up December 28th here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, 
over the next few weeks, uh, we will unveil some of the other ones that are up this year. So, I don't know, new kids on the did they even do anything this year? <laughs> no. I know you were just kidding, but uh, I was like, did they I was just kidding. I was totally kidding. So no, the year's gonna they be didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of the years gonna be a tough one. It's been a pretty interesting year. Yeah, I just stop and think. They were last year with the BSB thing. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me for my coughing now. I held up for about 27 minutes. But, um, yeah, and person of the year I think is also going to be interesting because there's a lot that could happen between now and December. So I don't know. It's just like time having their issues with person of the year. There's a lot of good names in there, names who I even forgot about uh, early points of this year. And uh, actually there is a well-known band out of Moscow that's actually up for time person of the year as well. I can't say the name on here, but uh, – I think you guys know who I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. But we've got less than a minute to go. And is there any shout-outs that you have for this week? Um, Not really. Um, yay for us. We got our Christmas stuff up. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. I know, bah humbug. Um, but we did ornament painting last night. So anybody that did ornament painting last night, I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. And we made kind of a mess, so it was great. Huh. Good. Maybe she might be kind enough to post a photo of it on her Twitter page. Oh, yeah. Well, the photo will happen after we get a glaze. <laughs> Not before. It looks, it looks, it looks, before it's glazed, it looks like a pile of poo. <laughs> <laughs> after it's glazed, it's shiny, and it looks like something. <laughs> and guess what? At that point, we'll have to leave it. Until the clock on the wall is telling us we're out of time. We leave off Woo! the pile of poo. How do you like that? <laughs> so for Mary, yes, for Mary, I'm Lamar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.